Hey everybody, it's Mark. First of all, let me just say Merry Christmas. It is December 24th as this episode is coming out, Christmas Eve 2019. So I hope you are able to uh, rest, spend some time with family, friends, uh, just remembering what this season is all about. This episode is going to tackle an issue that some of our students really, really care about. This question came to us through Gina and Emma. And uh, it is truly heartfelt. That's one of the things I love about this podcast is that as we have started talking about some of these issues, we are tackling issues that they have and they deeply care about. So this isn't just podcast content. This is, uh, this is us working stuff out in real time uh, in front of a microphone. Full disclosure, we have talked about this stuff off microphone. We didn't have a podcast before, and so we have talked about this stuff before, but um, as they had more questions, as they've been kind of sitting around thinking about this, they they came with more questions. Now, um, I would love to introduce you to part one. We didn't know this was going to be a two-parter, and this is kind of becoming a theme in our podcast, is that um, we try to keep these episodes in bite-sized form, and so we had a nice long conversation, and so what we're going to do is we're going to break this up into two episodes. So here is part one of Can Women Be Pastors? All right, so we've got Gina and Emma oh. back on the podcast. We're here. We're just, ro- we're just rolling in. We're just rolling in. Ah, oh, Sorry. How many times a day do you say, ah, oh, sorry. Too many. That's an yeah, Emma. Too many. That's an Emma thing. Okay, so we're um, we're talking about uh, a new topic today and um, in, uh, in, in in a new format. I, I'm just going to kind of read this question right off the page. This was brought to uh, by one of our students, and um, I'm going to read the question, and uh, it's kind of a paragraph, and then I'm going to let you guys kind of speak to it. Good deal? Sure. Good deal. Okay. Uh, Why are women not considered able to be in leadership positions at the church? He says, uh, God, God says, all people, Mark says, (laughs) all people are equal, yet time and time again, women are not looked upon as weaker and less capable in Southern Christian churches. Why is this idea still manifested and continued even though God disapproves of the way women are looked down upon and how they are always told to be submissive even though a majority of women are not made like that? So, um, obviously a lot of um, passion there and would love to hear what you guys think. Gina, Gina, Emma, dive in. (laughs) Stream of conscience. Um, Yeah, well, I just think we're... In a time period. Angry! 2019, where... Emma is angry. If you can see her, she's got the biggest smile on her face. Well, I just... I don't know. We're made to believe that we are equal to men. And I do believe that. Mm -hmm. God expresses that. Yeah. Um, But then there's also verses like 1 Timothy 11 through 15. He says... 2 11. 15. 15. I'm sorry. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, rather... I lost my place. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. 
So that's that's pretty. It's kind of what we're basing this that's off of. Really hardcore, in my like, opinion. Yeah, I feel like it, the Bible kind of contradicts itself too in that sense because when you look at things like, um, was it First Peter? Yeah. Do you have it before? First Peter. <laughs> so I was going to another one. First Peter. Let the record state they've got their Bible yeah. verses ready to go. Um. So the First Peter verse was. Chapter 3, starting in 7. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the women as the weaker vessel, since they are of heirs with you. So, I guess I'll explain how we interpreted that. Also, we kind of looked into it. Um, so, we read that Peter most likely meant um, weaker vessel as in physically, instead of actually, like, spiritually um and it kind of backs that up when he says that they're heirs as well to heirs like you know the gift of god and um things like that so spiritually i feel like that kind of shows that god sees us as equal beings it's not a discrimination of whether we were born male or born a female it's more of everyone has an equal opportunity um in god's eyes and i think that the way kind of society especially what i see in churches kind of um interprets the way the Bible uh, says, what the Bible says about women, the way that's kind of portrayed, I feel, is um, in contrast to how God says it is. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, because then in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 14, verse 34, it says, The women should keep silent in the churches, mm -hmm. for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. Mm -hmm. But then I just feel like that's just not... How some, you know, when God gives, like, the spiritual gift of teaching to a woman, does that mean she's not allowed to use it, you know, for the uh, preaching? You mm -hmm. know, I feel like that's so contradictory to what God designed certain people. And when I said majority of women, I mean, especially now, women are much more independent than they were. Um, exactly, yeah. And that's kind of, like, everyone, I feel like, is kind of looking like, why is it still kind of in the sense of being seen as less than when, you know, it's kind of an equal, socially, um, in societal ways, it's kind of an equal standard for the most part. Right. And didn't you say you know of a church? Yes. Um, we. I love their podcast. It's Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon. Um, they have a, women pre a woman preacher there, and she's phenomenal as well. So I feel like that, when I remember hearing her, and I was like, what's she doing on? Because I'd never heard a woman preach before, and then I realized, you know, that she was one of their preachers, pastors, and um, it was it was really interesting because I had never heard like I said a women preach before and um, yeah it kind of made me think more about that too. Mm -hmm. I just think in our society women are very much doers. It's not like back where men are supposed to do all mm -hmm. these things. We're not I at mean, that stage yeah. where it's like that. Like our moms work things like that. It's yeah like and a, it's and it's jobs that men do so. I don't know, the, the verses that say that women can't and shall not do it, mm -hmm. it just it makes me question what, I don't know, what, what's, the what is the, what's the reasoning to why or, the man has given been given the more authoritative voice Or why God? is it led like mm -hmm. that always, mm -hmm. kind of, yeah. Okay, do you have any thoughts about this? Do you have any thoughts, yeah, yeah. So, um, this, <clears throat> let me just say, um, I don't want to posture myself as 
the answer giver mm-hmm. or the heartbreaker or the, you know, in the sense of like, here's what it is and it's bad news and you just got to deal with it. Um, I acknowledge that, I acknowledge that this is kind of a, a hot button issue right now, meaning there's a lot of people talking about it. Um, there's a lot of churches with different opinions on it. Um, and there are lots of women who are wrestling with this. Lots of men who are wrestling with this as well. Um, so, um, do I have thoughts on it? Yeah. So, as I was, I, I'm kind of peeking at the question and I'm drawing some notes as you guys are just kind of talking. Um, so, one of the first questions that's there is, why are women not considered able to be in leadership positions at the church? Um, and it says that all people are equal, um, yet time and time again, women are not looked upon. Um, they're looked upon as weaker, or not looked upon as weaker or less capable in the Southern Christian churches. Why is this still made infested? So, so the original question... Um, I think you have to look at a couple things. First of all, okay, so you guys have known me long enough, and we've talked about this a little bit off, off the air. We haven't always recorded all of our conversations. Yeah. So um, this is, you know, we, we have a little bit of history here, um, and I can guarantee that this is probably going to get a part two in some form because yeah. there's going to be, uh, we want to come back and talk about this again, or people are going to want to come on and talk about their different difference of, dif- differences of opinions. Um so, couple things first, um, because um, I am going to like with everything, I come to these conversations with an understanding um, with things like um, I believe scriptures are authority. I believe that God um, created us in His image, men and women in His image. Um, I believe that he has purpose for how he created us, and I believe that there are some things that he has um, purposed that are guidelines for how we should walk all of this out. So I, I, come, I come to these conversations with those beliefs, um, and again, so many of these, the reason these aren't black and white is because we have different ways that we kind of approach you know, with, with our perspective, our beliefs, our convictions, and we can read the same Bible and come to different interpretations. Um, so, because I come with this idea that everything that's been, verses you quoted, verses um, that seem, if I can just say it the way I think people are hearing it, they seem outdated, they seem um, not culturally appropriate, I would say... Um, transcend cultural um, appropriations for everything. So if scripture says that um, I shouldn't lie, I don't think that in 2050, um, maybe, maybe by 2050 I'll be able to lie because back then I understand, you know, so maybe that's, maybe that's like, well, no one should lie. Like, we all have kind of an understanding that no one should lie, but on some of these things, um, we kind of we kind of decide like, no, this doesn't seem right. If I can say it this way, I think that um, because I think it's okay. So let me just well, let me say it this way. I, I've got a million thoughts. So I'm trying to say them all at once, and that's not helpful. Um, I do believe that God 
has given us an instruction for men to lead the church, to fill the role as pastor, um, because that's what I've seen laid out in Scripture, and that's it. Do I come to this conversation with a belief that women couldn't? No. Um, in all of the ways that I have um, beliefs, do I believe we're created equal? Yes. Do I believe that um, some some women have gifts that may be stronger and higher than men do? And there's maybe there's men that uh, are corrupt and lead poorly in the church. Um, are some women maybe better at preaching? And I would say, yes, we have different gifts. Yes, we're created equally. Yes, it seems as if where I land on this, and this is this is one of those situations. So I guess this would be the first thing that I want to say that's like a pillar of my my belief is I am just submitting to scripture here and submitting to God's order. And I know it's easy as a man to say this, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so none of that's lost on me. Um, I'm submitting to scripture in the same way that I'm, I believe that I am the leader of my home and my marriage. Okay. So my marriage in, in the biblical conversation has different, um, how do I say this? Like rules and regulations than like the church. So my leadership in the church and my leadership in, in my home are two different conversations, right? So, so women, um, I believe one of the, uh, let me just make sure how they're always told to be submissive, even though a majority of women are not like that. What I would say is that you are commanded to submit to, like wives are commanded to submit to their husbands. You are not commanded to submit to other men. Right. So that's not the issue here. Um, I believe that, and so this will be the last thing I say, and then I'll kind of pass Mm -hmm. it back over to you. Um, I believe that, Pastors are are like authority in the church, like our leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different versions of pastors. You know, we have um, all, all these, but they're they're they've they've been placed in in authority. And and what Scripture tells us is that God puts those people in authority in the same way that in, you know, like Trump was impeached yesterday. I believe that God put him in authority, right? And in some ways, he is our authority as our president. I believe that, for instance, Pastor Greg is our authority in our church. And Pastor Malcolm, kind of locally here, is our campus pastor. He is my boss. I submit to his authority in that way. Um, but Christy, as my wife, scripturally addresses her to say, submit to your husband, and addresses me to say, love um, love Christy, love my wife, as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her. That's my role. That's my command. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of commanded with making sure that stuff happens in my... So there's different layers. I guess what I'm saying. So that's the first thing I want to say. With Scripture, I I believe that Scripture is objectively true today as it was 2,000 years ago, as it will be true in 2,000 years, even if culture shifts, um, and that the, the church and marriage in Scripture conversation is different. Um, and that's just kind of, and that's me setting up like, here's some foundations for why I believe what I believe, because they're addressed differently in Scripture. No, I do remember having the conversation with your wife, Christy, mm-hmm. about oh, yeah. the sub- mm-hmm. being submissive to your husband. Because the verse we read, I don't think it was First Timothy that we... Ephesians 5. It was Ephesians 5. Um, 
No, oh, you got a bookmark there. You're good. I don't. Ah! Oh, oh, lost a bookmark. Okay. So Ephesians 5, 25 to 33? 25 to 33. Uh, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That Starts down here. Okay. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and his, himself as the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. And that is what we talked about with Christy mm -hmm. and she was able to say that and I also talked about this with my mom and she said that it's not it's not so much submitting that it's just it's not hard because it's it's how the relationship is as marriage is how marriage is like built up is what my understanding was from it it's where that's how the relationship is between you and your spouse where it's just you automatically are submitting to to each other and that's what makes it easy um that's makes what hold on makes what easy just i'm not <laughs> <laughs> just like the relationship of submitting to uh i don't know how to word it but just submission having the relationship. isn't a very nice word i i definitely don't like the word submit but that's what he uses so that's what i'll use um um, to kind of take that and spin it culturally, I know we just said that they're two different... But anyway, I remember reading that um, Martin Luther King, during the Civil Rights Movement, uh, was at a period where he just was going to give up, and he was just kind of done with um, everything about it, and that he felt that God told him to keep going and fight. Um, and that's when he came out with his speech, uh, I Have a Dream. And I feel like, not, not that, you know, a speech is coming out, but um, what is, uh, in the, like, submission standpoint, why, <laughs> I hate to say it, like, why is it, a, like, <laughs> why is it um, kind of, not a thing, but why is it like that? Why is it that the relationship? Why did yeah. God, why did why God order it? this this way? Yes. Well, I don't know. Right, we don't know. But it, in 25 it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ mm -hmm. loved the church and gave himself up, that he might sa sanctify her, having cleansed her, by washing her the water with the word. So the husbands are meant to be seen as the spiritual leaders. which. But if we're spiritually equal, why is one okay. dictated over the other? So, okay, so spiritually equal. Where are you coming? I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying where... Where are you As in, that's what, you're like saying, what we said yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we were, when we t quoted First Peter, okay. um, that's when it said, uh, likewise, hu husbands, love your wives, blah, 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 since they are of heirs to you. That's when we said that. But also in Galatians, it says that there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither <laughs> slave nor free, there is no male and female for you are all in one in Christ Jesus. So that would make me think that we're spiritually equal. Mm -hmm. So, so, sp okay. So a <laughs> couple things here. A couple things so, here. <laughs> so it is, it is. And what I want to be careful of is God, I, so here's what I said. I, I believe God put, put a certain order in marriage and put a certain order in church and all of that. And, and why? I don't I, 
I don't know the mind of God, and I don't know why. If he would, if he would have said women are to be the the head of the church, well, Jesus is the head of the church, but women are to be in leadership in the church only. I would humbly submit. Again, I understand, like I'm a male, and and whatever, like it is what it is. Um, I can't define to you why he ordered it that way. I am going to submit to that, and, and in the same way that. Um, wives are, are submitting to their husbands and men are are loving their wives as Christ loved the church and, and thinking of all the ways that that, like literally, literally giving his life for the church and men literally giving up their lives for their family, um, if, that were, if that were what it came down to. Um, I don't, I, so men aren't off the hook as far as like responsibility in, so, so I think um, you've got the Adam and Eve reference in um, whatever you read earlier, First Timothy. Yeah. Adam came first and then Eve, yeah. and Eve was the one to eat the fruit. Like that, <laughs> so first of all, that right, writing that is like, whoo, yeah. Paul, come on. Um, and, um, and, and on some level, men are writing this. So, so let me just bring that up too. <laughs> men are writing this and God is, is kind of inspired inspiring them not kind of inspiring them we believe that he's inspired every word and meaning that god breathed into these words and that's why they're that's why they're more special than like my sermon so every one of my sermons um is only um powerful as much as it contains scripture um if i get up and give a message then no scripture um then there's no power in all of that. So there's power in these words, and I believe that he's planned out all of this. So so again, not that I need to say that again, but why, I don't know. And with the Galatians stuff, I there's a ton in here about your freedom and salvation. And so I'm reading this. I'm not saying that we're not equal. Um, I think that God has given us equal Freedom and salvation. So the Galatians is talking a lot about your freedom in your salvation. Um, and I think in your responsibility and your calling, I think he's given you different. So there's these two words that are being thrown around in church circles that talk about men and women uh, in leadership and stuff like that. There's complementarianism and there's egalitarianism. And I'm sure there's more, but egalitarian, think equal, um, is that men and women are given equal standing and equal gifts and they're the same and everything. So um, as far as the church is concerned, men and women are looked upon with the same, you know, whatever. Um, complementarianism says um, men and women made in God's image, um, equal standing and all of that kind of stuff, but, but complementary gifts, meaning they're meant to fit together to accomplish the work that God has given us. Then, in that case, I would say, why is it um, always seen upon that women would have the lesser of the complementary gifts? I think that you're being the judge of what's lesser. What do you mean? As in, like, um, you know, here we don't have women uh, preachers, so that's kind of as, like, a lesser gift, I guess. I mean, maybe lesser as in the effect that it has on the amount of people. Okay. Um, and, like, how many people are uh, exposed to this gift in sure, a way. Sure, sure. Um, so, if we're going to get down to the practical, and I'm just kind of baking this out as we're talking about it, I'm thinking that women 
Um, so you have men are being called to fill the office of, of pastor, the office of pastor. Not that you couldn't shepherd someone, but to for us to hire someone who is going to shepherd men and women. Um, like I know that our church would say, we believe that is is supposed to be a man. Um, just because we believe that, that that is what's demonstrated here. Um, so, so the office of pastor being in leadership over the church and the primary teacher. And then w- women, in that sense, um, should not be in a place where they're in the office of pastor. Women should not be exerting authority in the church over men and women. That can do almost everything else. I'm trying. I'm trying to think, because I'm just kind of on the fly here. So if I'm being clumsy, I apologize. Um, I think that this is one of the only things that we would say men are supposed to be in the office of pastor and in authority over a church, and women are invited to do literally everything else. Would right. you say that? Sorry, it's really. Uh, would you say that other churches are interpreting it differently, or? Okay, so that's a really good question. Um, in fact, that is the thing that I am wrestling with right now, just as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I am trying to act, I'm actively pursuing conversations with people. So this might be the invitation to our podcast audience. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> um, if you have a different interpretation of scripture, I would love to talk with you. And if, and it, if it was, I don't, and I, <laughs> I'm not like, I don't know how to do the technology. I don't know how to record phone conversations or whatever. So like, if you don't live in Houston, um, I don't know how that works, but, um, and we'll, we'll figure all that out. But what I would say is that I have, I have heard people say, um, on all of these hot button issues in scripture, um, that people are either going to come to these different interpretations two ways one because they don't believe that scripture is inerrant so i believe in that in word inerrant means that um i believe the bible has no errors that it was given to us in its perfect form um and and that and then i'm not supposed to culturally like well this doesn't seem very 2019 so we'll just like the illustration is used that it's a. Some people look at the Bible as a buffet, so I'll take some of this, but not that because I don't like that. I don't believe that we have the freedom to do that because I would say this is my authority. Now I also understand in culture, not everyone uh, believes that this is our authority, so we've got that messy kind of push and pull. Um, so there's I, there's people number one that don't believe that Scripture is inerrant, and so they would say, well, yeah, like. It, it has errors, and this is one of the errors. And if it's if it is an inerrant, at that point, it's like, well, gosh, like, what do we believe and what do we not? And we're able to kind of pool up in our own little communities and say, well, this seems right, and this seems so. There's there's scriptural interpretation happening. The second thing is people are coming to different understandings because they've read scholarly works where people would say, no, I actually think that what Paul wrote is wrong. Or, or, or not wrong, not wrong. That we're reading it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who those people are. And that's partially because, 
Not because I'm not interested in the topic. Not because I. Because listen, let me just say this, and then I'll pass it over to you guys. I would, I would. If I'm wrong, I desperately want to know. Does that make sense? Like, because my devotion, and I hope this comes across. My devotion, my heartfelt, 100% devotion, is that I want to please God in everything. I want to obey Him in everything. I want. To, I know I'm not perfect, but as far as my understanding of what God gives us in Scripture, I. I want to live by what he's given us, and that's it. And so if I'm wrong, for instance, um, the homosexuality conversation, uh, women in ministry, um, the hell conversation, right? If hell's not real, <laughs> like, I want to know. I want to know, and I want to live that out, because I know that I've had conversations where I'm like, hey, I think you might burn forever. If that's not true, then I want to know that, and I want to believe that. So that's where, that's where I stand with that. So this, this is me reaching out. To like let's God. and it so on one hand, if you believe the the Bible has errors, I'd love to hear how we parse out what's true and what's not. And if you believe that we interpret things differently based on scholarly work, I want to read those scholarly works. So, I don't think me and Emma were coming in here thinking that the Bible is wrong. Like, because I, I understand, you said, this is what I was thinking when you were talking at the very, very beginning of this. Um, I understand that you're making the reference about, like, lying. What if we don't like it in 2050? Oh, we'll just rail it out. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, like, in 2019, I understand it's people saying, oh, we don't like that women shouldn't be seen in leadership. Oh, we'll rail that out. Um, so that I don't think that's, that's not what we're wanting to do. We're just, we're having trouble understanding what it is we are supposed to do or how do we say, how do we live out i would say yeah. believing and understanding yeah yeah i, I don't because it's not i feel like there's resistance to the idea which i don't think is any you know uh like for example when i was younger i wanted to be a preacher for a day and um my parents said no because and lamentations i think it said something about women not being preachers and I don't understand how if, I know it's kind of a repetitive question again, but if God gave us all equal spiritual gifts, how come one is more valued than the other? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I wanted to, if uh, we're all given an equal, you know, potential for spiritual gifts and things mm -hmm. like that, why is a man's, in terms of uh, pastoring others, seen as more valid than mine? Mm -hmm. So what I would tell you is that, and this is hard, and maybe this may, we can disagree. Hopefully, mm -hmm. we can disagree and and still be friends. Um, I don't think anyone thinks that you're. And and if we're using the word pastoring, meaning shepherding people mm -hmm. through their faith, it's your gift is not less valid than a man's. Does that make sense? The office of a pastor meaning the, like the local leader of that congregation, um, I don't think is more valid. Is it more public and more responsible? Yeah. Is it more far-reaching? Yeah. Um, True. But I don't think it's more. It's not more valid. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I get it, because if you look at a man, just like totally, totally stereotypical, if you look at a man and if you, you look at a woman right next to each other, the man looks more intimidating. The man is more... Um, I don't know, 
physically. you see the man you physically. see the man more physically sure. because their build is different than a woman. So I, I understand that the man's presence is more prominent than a woman's can be, just like automatically without them saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just I don't put that out don't there. like it. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is um, I really appreciate you guys being so open about this because this is also something that could it could breed like malcontent mm-hmm. if you're just sitting mm-hmm. with it, you know. And so um, in all the ways that we want to kind of live out our freedom, um, but we're held back by kind of these guidelines. Um, I want to kind of flip the script on that and say, I don't, I don't want us to, well, guidelines, rules, you know, guardrails, they don't, they feel like they're restrictive. Um, But I'm actively trying to find how I can live out this image of God life that he's given us. Um, But I also rail against all the things that, I want to do that I've been called not to do. Um, and so I think the more this conversation can happen um, and we can be open about it. Um, now, here's what I would say too. Everyone's got to come to their their understanding of what where they land on this. Um, it's not my job to make sure that you believe the right thing although it might seem like that's the job of a youth minister. Um, Mike, I'm, I'm after presenting all that. And I, <laughs> I think this podcast is a demonstration that like presenting the difficult things about life to you and just sharing my perspective based on scripture, um, based on my experience, based on what I've learned. Um, and then, and then everyone kind of has to, kind of fall where they fall, I guess.